Thanks for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more of our programmes, visit brumradio.com. Hello, and welcome to the Geeky Brummy podcast. Hello, Guy. Hi, Ryan. Just, just open the can of drink. I'm Pellegrino. Sponsor us. Hi, Dave. Hello. Hello, Keith. Keith? Meanwhile, at the 82 stop... No, no key. That man needs to get a scooter. Like, you know, a little portable scooter. The thing is, he lives five minutes down the road from me, so, and I get get the bus with me. You got here on time. Yeah. yeah. This is, this is, don't be tardy for the bikey. <laughs> I even had time to go to Greg's. Yeah. I think he's still conducting his casebook of research about the migration patterns of the 82 and the 87. Yeah. I just think you woke up like get here on time. I know you're gonna be listening back. Get here on time. You know the buses run rubbish. Get here on time. Get a bike. Get a tandem. Get a bantam. Unicycle. Get an Uber. Yeah. Get a tandem with Mr. Tim's. Get a hot air balloon. Get a jetpack. Get here. What would be the most stupid form of transport? Which is probably slightly quicker than walking. Segways. Well, Actually, no. Those um oh. The, those little hoverboard things that were at the rage like last year. Oh, the ones that all set on fire. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, our good friend Jenny Taylor. Yes. Uh, as in Jenny, who released the sewing book Guild of the Sewing Machine. Yes. Moments there. Uh, she was posted on Instagram yesterday a picture of her with some roller skates on and her dog. So <laughs> that's an interesting method of transport. Well, is it like is it like a husky method? Is like rent and running and she just holding on? I believe so. I believe that was the situation <laughs> that occurred. Yeah, that'll work. That would work. Why are you trying that with a cat? <laughs> Don't like cats. Sinister. You are a cat. You're a human form when you, you cat. Yeah, it's most likely you don't like your own kind. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like a Great Dane just slopped on the corner if I was an animal. Why? Because you're lazy. Oh, look. Somebody's decided to join us. Oh, Keith's here. Hi, Keith. Thanks for, t- thanks for showing up today. <laughs> Bye, Keith. <laughs> Bye, Keith. <laughs> Hello. The fact that there is no line of eviscerated corpses trailing my path here today is a show of my utter self-control. So the bus Wait. turned up on time, then. <laughs> so what happened, Keith? Tell, tell us about uh, it. No, it was just a catalogue of disasters. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> It's, it's too long a story and contains scenes of unsuitable for listeners' ears. <laughs> short load, five minute lowdown. <laughs> five minutes is not a short just, time just period. Just terror. Just terror yeah. and, uh, and hideous and awful. Well, What's going on? I just burped. Well, well, as it's mildly warm in the studio today and somebody's turned off the thermometers so we can't actually say how hot it is, I thought it would be an idea to sit down and like, wait for the heat to move further up. Yeah. Park, Get a bit more air. Guys bought me a can of uh, San Pal. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> no, I have. I have. I bought two San Pellas because I'm a greedy. You bought two for yourself. Not the share. best drink on the market. I don't know whether to sit on this leather chair. I might get Pretty slightly hot nudges. <laughs> well, there's the plastic. Well, that's not even the better, plastic is it? The one's even worse, isn't it? It's like there's a wooden chair. Keith, why have you opted for jeans on this hot day? I don't do shorts. Okay. Ever. I have, oh, my, yeah, I have my sexy knees out. We've all got our sexy knees out except Keith. 
We can just imagine them. Well, yes. I, I, I'm looking at Dave. My legs are definitely hairier than Dave's. I, I imagine that if I and Ryan's, I, th- I think Keith's put them away. And, and guys, just, yeah, just I've got, so I've got set people legs. off when he walks down the yeah, road. Yeah, like, if I saw Keith's knees, honestly, I think I'd be walking on the semi. So <laughs> no, it's, it's not an attractive sight. <laughs> How are you? Now I'm here. Super awesome. <laughs> so what have we been up to this week, guy? What have you been up to? Well, firstly, Ryan, there's something I need to apologise for. Um, so if you'd kindly play the clip from last week's podcast where I was particularly arrogant about a certain matter. I, I, I don't like this rule of God pick up your dog's poo. If you tread in some dog poo, that's your misfortune, isn't it, really? And then you're just having a bad day, you know, and you're, everybody has the right to laugh at you if you tread in dog poo. So I don't think you should clean the dog poo. You know, if you tread in it, then you're going to get ridiculed, and that should be one of the facts of life. You should watch where you're walking. So these very same evening, I was walking around my girlfriend's back garden, and I happened to stand in some dog poo, and I wasn't happy about it. You know, you know what that is, guy? Karma. Yeah. That's serendipity, I think. It's (laughs) also your own misfortune. Uh, Yeah. As soon as it happened, I was just like, I've literally at my words here. (laughs) Stepped in your words. Thank goodness it was just your words you ate there. Yeah. So I, I do have to formally apologise. It isn't right to laugh at people when they stand in dog poo. It's not a funny situation to be in. In fact, it's a moment of panic, and no one should ever have to be in that unfortunate situation. So please pick up your dog's poo or don't hang it on a tree. It's not even the situation of Stephanie in it. It's the whole half an hour afterwards where you're stood there with a hose and a stick. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like the most depressing moment in human life where you're just stood there with the hose. Gently brushing away, uh, but and and also it's that moment when the stick flicks inadvertently <laughs> in the wrong direction, and so you're just like, oh no. I was at a family party as well, and I was thinking, like, oh, someone's gonna walk past me, and they're gonna think this guy smells like crap, and oh, <laughs> so much panic, and like, it just serves me right for for being so arrogant about people's misfortunes. So, if that hadn't happened. To said, you, you'd have gone, you'd have just said, "Well, it's still everybody's misfortune." Yeah, but so if it happened to one of you guys, I would have been laughing right now, like I would have been like freezing myself about it. But no, because it happened to me, I feel I need to apologise for it. It's a rare occasion where I I held my hand up and made a mistake. Listeners, listeners, you have just heard history in the making. <laughs> for the first time, Guy Halford has apologised for something he has said. Yes. Shane, George and Phil aren't here to witness this historic moment. Well, moment. you know, I'm sure they'll listen back to him, which can ridicule me at some point in the future for trending dog breath. I think we should ridicule you, but I'm, I'm a little bit, you know, I feel it's a disingenuous apology because it happened to you. <laughs> I think if you're going to be sorry for something, you should be sorry because you, you said, I, I was wrong and not just... It happened to me, so it's wrong for me to have said it when it happened to it's me. It's wrong now because it's, it's now happened. wrong because it happened to me. Well, that's, that's you know, it's alright for it to happen to others, but not for it to happen to me. So, but again, hold my hands up. I'm saying sorry. Comments were made. They were inappropriate. Apologies have been, you know, said. I feel like we should have that. Uh, do, 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 do. You know, like the old music letters that you used to have. The, the, oh, um, yeah. um, what's his name? Yeah. Yeah, I can't even remember his name. Ken Bruce, is it? No, it was before Ken Bruce's era. 
Simon many years Bates. ago on Radio 2. Concession. Simon Bates. Yes. Yeah. No, Simon, Simon Bates. Bates. Yeah. Um, so yes, this was a family party I went to. Uh, and uh, they'd hired a singer. Wow, this is quite good over this story. Uh, so they'd hired, they'd hired a singer for a 21-year-old's birthday party. So it was a marquee set up in a garden with all the family. And this guy singing his, singing his life out in the back garden is such a bizarre experience. I mean, I kind of felt sorry for him. Um, uh, like how big was the audience? About 20-odd people. To be fair, it's more than I got on the DJ set in the, after, in the afternoon that same day. But... Um, was, it, was this before or after the you noodle bar? Oh, this was before. <laughs> I, I still find it odd you did a DJ set at a noodle bar. Uh, yeah, it, it's a bar, but self noodle. Oh. Uh, so it's it, a noodle pub. Had you guys turned up, you would understand that. Oh, sorry, I'm having a life. <laughs> Where was it? <laughs> Walsall. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a very strange experience for a man to be singing in a back garden. Eventually, everybody got up and started dancing. I didn't. But. Um, just imagine that because you were at the back with a hose and a stick (laughs) 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 sorry I can't dance oh flicked it on me shirt imagine that big guy singing though what would you think in that situation like I'm singing to a tent of people what what songs did he choose uh, you know like it was a bag of hits really so he had some cool the gang Uh, he brought his wife who I'm pretty sure we just came for a free meal Um, she sang Adele um which one? An album track. Not even one of the popular yeah, ones. Yeah, no. Surely, um, though, if he's there, he's kind of gone. I'm advertising myself as a man who will sing to a group of people in a marquee in a garden. Yeah, but you're only advertising to twenty people who probably won't ever hire you. Yeah. He, he pulled out the get, the get Lucky. That's a that's a standard classic, isn't it? Yeah. That's that's like the song now that everybody goes to an instant party classic song, isn't it? And it's like perhaps you play the the original. Not if you've got some random bloke singing it to you. Mm-hmm. Well, How was he accompanied? Wedding, was... was it just like a backing track? Oh yeah, no, yeah, it was a backing track, which he was playing off Spotify. And he, he, but the funny thing about it was, he didn't have a Spotify premium account, so until <laughs> <laughs> so often an advert would crop up. That's ten quid a month. I know, yeah, ten quid. <laughs> that like, gig, he's got like, 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 do you want to use mine because I pay premium? So. It's like you got twenty months worth of money there for your gig. So, <laughs> so, so let's invest. <laughs> Let's get to the nitty gritty of this. How much was he paid to be here? Uh, I believe the, the the sum of money spent on this individual was two hundred pounds. Okay, well you can hire me next time. <laughs> That's very true. That's, I'll, I'm, I'll just make up random songs as well, all new, all classics. It's time for a bit of Daft Punk and Get Lucky. Ding 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 <laughs> ding ding ding. Hang on a minute, guys. We've got thirty seconds to wait. <laughs> Yeah, it was um, it, it was a surreal experience, um, for the least. I can't say I've ever been in that close of an intimate situation with a singer. Nice guy though, but um, yeah, strange. Interesting. Yeah, it was it was all right. Uh, and Keep his number though, because if you get married, you could always get him to come and do your well, you wedding. Well, you offered your services. On <laughs> yeah, but. I'm I'm increasing my well, prices. He's going to come as Mr. Tim's. <laughs> I'll just do sweary songs. <laughs> And also, Roy Chubby Brown's back catalogue. That's going to suit a wedding, <laughs> isn't it? Do you know what? I, I was trying, I once decided that I didn't want to go to a party. 
and me and my friend were so adamant we didn't want to go to this party. We were trying to find any excuse, and the only excuse we could think of is that we should thought we could walk to go see Roy Chubby Brown as an excuse to not go to this party. Was it worth it? We we, we managed to find something else last minute, but which we were on the verge of booking tickets to see Roy Chubby Brown just so we didn't have to go to this party. I'd still go to the party, I think. <laughs> Yeah, the less said about Roy Chubby Brown, the be- the better. I think it's. I mean, it was ho- an act of desperation. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's ho- he's a hometown lad for me. He's from Middlesbrough, yeah. but we don't advertise that. <laughs> I think I'm really thirty Jethro. I think of that right. I, I must confess, I went to a Roy Chubby Brown show at the Town Hall back in some distant past. I was dragged along by some other people. And I, I, I had no idea who he, who he was really. I hadn't seen anything before. It was always oh, a comedian, and oh my god, it was Changed just your life. it. it <laughs> were you the fact that the man you are today. But it was the fact that you were in this room with what must have been fifteen hundred people, who all thought it was the most hilarious thing they had ever seen, <laughs> and it was just like it's it was just totally random, you know. And I'd been I I prefer to go and see Billy Connolly, Rick Mayo, kind of, you know, alternative stand-up yeah. comedy. But this guy was somewhere else altogether. It was just like, he'd just not realised the 1970s were over and was just turning out this... And he's still going now, isn't he? Yep. yep. We've tried to stop him, but... <laughs> That's because people like John go and see him. And it's one of those things that always turn up with car boot sales. People come along with trays <laughs> full of Roy Chubby Brown VHSs. I don't know whether Roy Chubby Brown went to DVD. Did he ever go to DVD? Probably. Have any of our... Imagine Roy Chubby Brown on Blu-ray. That's not a sight anybody nobody, wants to yeah, see. Nobody needs to see Roy, Roy Chubby Brown in HD. 4K Blu-ray. Oh. <laughs> oh. It's bad enough in person. Yeah. Anyway, Dave, what have you been up to this week? Uh, not too much. You sweating to death in my office. Um, you that, had a fun bus journey, didn't you? Uh, not really. <laughs> That was a sigh of a man who's given up on life. At that point, I had. A couple of days ago, traffic was at a standstill in Birmingham, pretty much, wasn't it? Yeah, it was um, around that that corner, just uh, just behind Comor, where they're doing a load of roadworks at the moment. And yeah, it was just that. If not been to Birmingham recently, it's just a massive building site. As it has been for the past 15 years. Tiny bits of tarmac strung in between it. And some genius went, okay, we're shutting down a load of roads. Let's find the tiniest most angular road in the world and send 56% of our bus traffic down it and the entire content of everybody in a car who wants to leave the city via the direction of uh, Sandwell. Yeah. It's like geniuses. Who who thought that up? Who let's let's stick our <laughs> our entire infrastructure <laughs> down a tiny Victorian alleyway. Yeah, geniuses. Was... Oh and then we'll get trucks that are full of flipping breeze blocks parked upon the pavement. They're unbelievable. Yeah, it, like I say, it was just that sort of you know, as the bus started, you know, picking picking up speed a little bit, you're getting a little bit of breeze breeze through the windows, and you're getting that these, you know, these sighs of joy from everybody on the bus because it's you know finally cooling us down, and then the audible groans when you stop because traffic. It it was it it was traumatic. I had a terrible bus experience myself earlier in the week. There was somebody on there with a hand cranked fan. It's like, you know, like those dynamo torches you get? Yeah. They have that really terrible whine. Imagine somebody with one of those sat behind you on the bus for 20 minutes, cranking his little portable fan away. All you can hear is... Is that a euphemism, man? Right. 
<laughs> now this mo- this week a man sat in front of me on the bus who looked like you and he said this. <laughs> How is this relevant? <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Did he have glasses and a beard? Is that automatically qualifies as an afro? I don't have an afro. Have a slight afro. Have like I cut my afro. hair a week ago. Yeah, Brian like... has not got enough hair to qualify as an afro guy. It's not... Of an afro. it's not even a mini fro. No, it's straight at the minute because I make sure I cut it off before the curly starts. You should grow an afro. I'm not going to grow an grow afro. an afro for charity. I'm not going to look like McLovin. Or whatever, any of them from that kind of era. Jonah Hill. Yes. R- Seth Rogen. Although, if we if we do well, decide Jack to Black do it, over here, yeah. well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we could do Frovember. <laughs> so it's all about growing an afro in November. I used to well, do. Me, there's no way my hair's going to go into an afro. We could perm your hair, guy. I used to do Movember every year, which is where I shave my beard off completely and then try and grow a mustache. Yeah, it never looked right. I mean, I'm not. No. I'm not a big fan of these. Do something for a cause. Things like, oh, I'm not going to drink for an entire month. If <laughs> if, if that's a challenge, you should take a serious look at your lifestyle. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not going to drink uh, for a whole month. Yeah, I'm a. I'm a. I'm a hero. I've got it's my very badge. Hard for some people, Keith. Really? Might be around alcohol every day. <sighs> I did that for a good portion of my adult life. Yeah. It wasn't for a charity. It just decided not to drink. It's not just the, have a nice San Pellegrino instead. You're all and you're all lemons as well. <laughs> we take a moment now to take a swig from San Pellegrino. There was no everybody's favourite beverage. Do you know you were, I was you very got, disappointed. You got annoyed with me this week, didn't you? Yes. Because Ryan told me that the store Home Bargains sold San Pellegrino. Fifty p a can. Fifty p, but it was before tall cans. I went and investigated this. I turned it down. There was no foil on top. It didn't look glamorous. I'm looking at this this can and I'm pretty na- stolen. I know, I know, I know <laughs> I'm, gonna, I, I'm just going to drink it. But also, I'm just yeah, thinking, yeah, it's like limonata. It sounds like some kind of like missing Pokemon. Do we have a I'm going to capture a limonata. Like a pledge or something like that. Because if you're hating on San Pellegrino, you can go stand outside that door for the remainder of this show. Yeah, it's it's an adequate beverage. Yeah. But you turn down the 50p selection in Home Bargain. Ryan, it's not got the foil on it. it I'll buy a smaller. roll of foil and shove some on the top yourself. You're oh, saving a half. It's cat. more it than half price. Beautiful. You saw the other cat's part, it just looks cheap and nasty. This looks stunning. I'm sorry, my elegant black, pat, black can of Chinotto San Pellegrino looked beautiful this week. It is just fancy sorry, pants orangina, though, isn't it, really? Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to sort of block. I'm going to one up your fancy black hand with that um, San Pellegrino cocktail uh, I, I found yeah. uh, what was that? It was pink for a start off. Yeah, I, I, like I say, I don't know what it was, it was, um, I spotted it on uh, my friend's Instagram, She's, I think she's over in like, Italy or somewhere at the moment but I'm, I'm curious I mean, you know. There we go, we should get San Pellegrino to sponsor us a trip to Italy <laughs> Oh my god, let's go to the San Pellegrino factory. <laughs> oh my god there's a road trip and a half in But Talking about sitting on hot buses all week and having San Pella, that's that's interesting. I've been bombarded with advertisements of something called Chili's bottles. I don't know if you've seen those Chili these ads. Man. Basically, they're thermos flasks, but they'll keep your drink cold for 24 hours in what, any like condition. Like a thermos flask. Yeah. Like a thermos <laughs> flask. But they look fancy, and you can pop them in your bag. So I've, I was sat on the bus in like 400 degree temperature, so I've bought one of those, and hopefully it'll arrive today. I'm going to try it out with various beverages, so I might decant a San. Apparently, it'll keep your fizzy drinks fizzy. But also ice cold for twenty four hours. Imagine um, that guy. You'd be able yeah. to carry it around and keep it ice cold all day. You won't look, look as cool 
because you won't be holding the can in your hand. It'll look as cool holding the can. That's like the, it's about the image as well. Okay. Talking about, about water bottles, is it just my workplace? But we seem to be like everybody's now got a water bottle at work. Oh yeah, I've got a brand new water bottle. It's like this. This new trend is everybody now has their own like custom water bottle apparently, for the office. Apparently, they shrink if you put them in the dishwasher. Asked <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that works. Well, I've got a really nice metal one from Cineworld with Rogue One written on it. It oh, keeps yeah, it yeah. really cool. I've just got a. White, uh, blue, a blue plastic one from Sainsbury's. I thought he was about to say a cup. Then. <laughs> no, I do have a, a, a cup as well, but I have three cups. What's on your? Cup I have a tea work? cup, a cold cup, and a coffee cup. I have a tap. <laughs> I have a richer sound mug. I was given to me in the queue at breakfast all day. I have a many face of Darth Vader, which is just pictures of Darth Vader with like angry, sad, happy. Um, do, you, do you just drink out the tap at work? Like a, like, like, <laughs> like, a, like, like a, a cat. Like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's, it's <laughs> no, I use an old, I use an old water bottle that I fill up with water from the tap, and then just put it in the fridge to get That's cold. That's not BPA free. Careful with that one. That's all right. That's why everybody now has a custom water bottle because the cups aren't good enough. <sighs> I don't know. No, but this Chili's bottle that I bought is BPA free. How much did that cost you? Too much. <laughs> But then I made it worse. I bought a bottle brush to go with it. A bottle brush <laughs> to help you clean it. Well, I bought I bought the. Uh, Is it one of those fancy ones with the carbon filter in the top as well? No, it's just a matte black bottle. It's just basically a metal bottle <laughs> for twenty quid. That I scratched out on it. Yeah. Did you, did you have to go home and justify to your wife why you bought this? No. So you're like talking about. She was like, "What have you bought this for?" And you're like, "I oh, know, but it's really good because it does this. Well, and it's really good because of this." And like, I did. I did do that. I did do that. It's like, and it's going to be so brilliant in the car. We won't have car warmed water anymore. It'll be ice cold. And I bought the the bottle brush seven pounds uh, <laughs> to help clean it. But I said, but the Twi- useful thing about so that is spent- we can use it to clean lots of other things. So you spent twenty seven pounds. On a water bottle. It was 400 degrees on the bus. My mental state was beyond reproach. They must be watching the uh, the NX bus app because they saw you were coming a mile away, dude. <laughs> yeah, you've been mugged off. Targeted that, advertising, I think, <laughs> on this one. Hey, I'll be able to use this bottle for years to come and enjoy a, a, a innumerable cold okay. beverages. He's going to come right, in next what's week. What's the betting on that? It's going to be in the back of the cupboard within three months. He's going to, he's going to be on the bus. He's going to like, he's going to like spill it all on his lap and drop on the floor, and it will break, and then it will roll down the bus <laughs> back and forth for the rest of the journey, like empty can. <laughs> we shall see. We yeah. shall see. I will report on on its uh, successes or well, failures. That's the thing with kitchen gadgets, anyway. You buy them; they look really shiny and nice for about a month, and then they get shoved in the cupboard. But I, I've it's gone like the through Breville toaster maker. I've gone through a phase. Everybody owns a Breville toaster maker, but nobody ever uses one. Know, they'll I... have it once a year, and they'll find it at the back of the cupboard. They go, "Oh, really fancy a toasty sandwich," then they make it, and then they realise how much arse it is to clean it yeah. and then it goes in the back of the cupboard I must admit I have bought a few kitchen gadgets recently over the past few years that I do reuse regularly I've got my AeroPress for my coffee because I'm the only no, one in the house that drinks my enough, coffee which yes. is good yeah. I bought myself a popcorn maker which I was gutted <laughs> that after I bought it about a week later they made one that looked like R2-D2 <laughs> <laughs> but I use that quite a lot it's like an air air warmed air popcorn, popcorn maker because yeah. usually I used to make it in a pan with oil and it was a pain to clean the oil out of the pan well, you sat quite regularly. Do you eat to have to like justify having a popcorn maker? A bowl or two a week, you know, when you're watching a film. Yeah, it's better than crisps. Yeah, it's healthier, true. healthier option. I suppose. No, it's a healthier it's option until I cover it in maple syrup and chocolate. But you know, that's. I suppose it is a dirt cheap snack to make as well. 
And it, yeah, it's, it looks nice when it's on the table in a bowl. It all looks fluffy. It makes a noise. It doesn't take long to go. But I quite like that. I hope this bottle thing works out as well. Yeah. I was thinking, I, I, I like a cold drink. Bottle. Well, the, the bottle was 20. You have the smaller one for 15, but I didn't think that was enough. That was less than what's in a can of Coke. That's not so a bottle. Like, that's not that, a bottle. So we're going for the half litre. It's half litre. What size is this flask thing? Is it like really bottle thick shaped? or something? I don't know. So, I only saw pictures on the internet. It could so be the, really tiny. It's the, same, it's the same size as a normal bottle of pop. Yes. In a volume. That I can refill <laughs> from the tap. Like you can with a bottle of pop. Like, like for 20 a normal quid. bottle of pop. Yeah. All right. Okay. This might have been a bit of a rash decision. You could have bought a crate of pop. <laughs> <laughs> I could have bought a could have bought a factory full of tasty splash for the same yeah. price. Why are you why are you moving so much? I'm not very comfortable in this chair. It's quite hard. And it's and it's, it's hot. Kind of squeaky. And it's warm. What did I miss anyway? I know I was I was well, quite late. Yeah. Oh, okay. Listen back to the podcast. Listen back to the podcast and you'll find out. Oh, that's okay. That's fine. Subscribe now. Yeah. I do Possibly. already. Yes. Anyway, where were we? Dave, what was you happening else in your week? Um, not too much. Bus journeys of sweatiness. Yeah, started repainting some more of my X-Wing stuff because, you know, fed up with the, the, the boring factory look. Um, other than that, yeah, just taking it easy. You know, finally watching Doctor Who from, from uh, the start of Eccleston's run and finding, like, now that I'm actually watching it sequentially, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Because before, like, I only picked up the odd episode every couple of weeks and it was quite fragmented. Eccleston was the best doctor, I think. I'm, yeah. See, I, I'm, I'm from what from what George has told me, I'm looking forward to Tennant's run because Tennant was good. Yeah, I like Tennant. I say, I, no, it wasn't. I definitely. Did the team girl crush? Matt I, Smith looked like a alien. Yeah, and Doctor Who is an alien, so that kind of worked out, didn't it? No, he looked too alien to be Doctor Who. I have issues with David Tennant. You have issues. <laughs> Just in I, general, I yeah. Do, I do. I do hear he's had a quick though. Because so like... wasn't he in? Um, Casanova. Oh, Casanova before, yeah. 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 But I mean, the good thing about the Doctor Who ones is that Russell T. Davis ones were at least fun. Yeah. You know, it mm. was kind of like, let's let's enjoy this character. Let's enjoy yeah. its mm-hmm. thing. I'm, I've, I like this last season of um, Capaldi's with uh, Bill Potts, Pearl Mackey. That's been Not pretty good. I've watched it since Tenant because I just couldn't stand Matt Smith. Mm. Yeah, some of the Matt Smith stuff's okay. It's yeah. all right. It just got a little bit kind of trapped in its own. Um, yes. You know, trying to just, be too clever. He just had a bit of a Mr. Potato head face. He'd like, he had all the features there, but they were just blank. There was like no facial expression, nothing to him. Yeah. To, to be fair, I mean, I've I, since Capaldi took over, I've heard a lot of people saying that they weren't fans of it. But then those people have turned around and said this um, this final episode that's just just come out is really really good, and well, they, they finally got it, got the story told that they were trying to tell all along. Capaldi's phenomenal in the role. To be fair, I I do I do appreciate the fact that um me and George did the Doctor Who experience a few weeks back in Cardiff. Um while we were looking around, they had a display for Capaldi's uh costume and I do like the fact that he's a fa- you know, he's obviously a fan and he's he he said that he wanted his look to go back to the original ones that he episodes that he remembers watching that were all in black and white back in nineteen. The way he was dressed was. reminded me of the old Doctor. Yeah, and, and, and like I said, that oh, it's a good look. Yeah. It's a good yeah. look. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, said, I, yeah. I like the fa- I just I like the fact that he's you know he said right. I'll, I I remember this from my childhood. This is how I want. This is how I imagine Doctor Who looking. 
So I, I think it was a, it's a nice it's a nice throwback, you know. Yeah, that's the other reason about Matt Smith, Fez. No. <laughs> but Fez. Not having enough mm-hmm. Explain to me why he's the best doctor then. Not the best doctor, he's just better than David Tennant. I told you about six David Tennant, because all the team girls fans him, everybody's like, oh, he's the best doctor. No, he's not. He's but really not. it wasn't him you disliked, it was people's reaction to him. But it was yeah. just a I bunch of team girls. Great in the role. I just really don't think. Right. I was really bored by his series, because it was all like, oh, the sex of the doctor and the doctor fancy. The only time he was good is when he was in Catherine Tate. I, just didn't I like can't stand Catherine Tate. Catherine Tate in Doctor Who was a revelation. She was fantastic. Yeah. I think she ruined ruined it for me because I watched the Catherine Tate show and that, nothing of that made it funny to me. But and it, it was just like that's what I was expecting yeah. from her. Traditional companion because otherwise it was kind of like it, the other companions was like Rose and Martha. It's like oh well, I'm with a man and I find him attractive and it's great to travel around a box. Whereas with Donna Noble, it was like. I'm his companion and we're having a laugh with mates and the thing was they did with Donna Noble what they tried to do again with Clara but did it so much better with Donna that she had this real connection to the Doctor that she was literally a version of the Doctor but she was she was I didn't watch I didn't watch any of the Catherine Tate TV show because that that kind of her kind of particularly comedy style didn't appeal to me at the time but when she was in Doctor Who she was great she was a really good serious drama actor and she really made that series work there were great individual episodes throughout that run that were fantastic and you felt for her character yeah. and, the, and the fate that she had to, to endure at the end of it and to be honest a lot of the companions went through pretty bad stuff I mean Rose was trapped in an alternate universe uh, Donna couldn't remember anything that had happened to her so it was, yeah. you know it was, there was quite a lot of tragedy in, in those um, mm. Russell T Davis yeah. uh, series which well, we got a bit with the Matt Smith where you know Rory and Amy end up having to die in the past but that's like well they still got to live a life so that's a bit Thanks, dude, spoilers seen that bit, yeah. sorry <laughs> <laughs> it was so many Enjoy. years ago spoilers <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I'm making it all up it's all lies um, but yeah so yeah I don't know Chris Chimnall should do it. Hopefully, do do a good job with it. Just don't make it Doctor Who in Broadchurch. Hmm. Anyone going to ask how my week went? That was your always week, forget me. It's my goddamn show. It's your show. <laughs> to be honest, I wasn't I here to start with, so you might have you might have said yours to begin with. So I, I blame these two. You all politely, what you've been up to this week? Nobody ever asked me what I've been up to. Well, you, you should just come out with it. <laughs> Well, why should You're I? Used to it. This has just changed in the matter of two weeks, four, two weeks, but now you expect to respond it. Whereas before, like, actually, guys, I did this this week. So just get back to the old style, and then this expectation of being asked. It's pe- it's pleasantry. Just because you've been nominated for an award doesn't mean that Shortlisted. you should, uh, you should be uh, <laughs> swatting around you. What have you done this week, Parish? Out with it. Mm. Come on. Tell us. It better be good. Now you've lots and lots deal. of drinking. There we go. <laughs> so Wednesday, I was at Chenging Central for a whiskey and cognac tasting with cocktails. Nice. Which is very nice, along with dim sum food. And Thursday, I was actually out with George. George was my plus one at the new Hague Club Bar. Yeah. What did her boyfriend have to queue. say about this? <laughs> Only had one nice plus had one, had otherwise nice, nice relaxing night. Yeah. Dave got to watch some Doctor Who in peace <laughs> without George trying to tell him what's coming up next, probably. <laughs> No, to, well, to be fair, I was I was catching up on my on my WWE that night, and um, yeah, also like I said, repainting some of the X Wing. So, Everybody yeah, needs nice. a TV veg night. Yeah, and I've also been watching Lucifer on Amazon Prime finally, which is actually a really good show. And I didn't expect Tom Ellis to be that good an actor after being on Miranda. He's really good, isn't it? There's no uh, way that guy would have ever gone for Miranda. Sorry, <laughs> not being harsh, Miranda, but you know that's just not gonna happen, is it? 
And mm. what if I, and you could say, oh, you're being sizes, you, you're being harsh against her. No, she's a bloody fool. A guy like that ain't gonna go for a woman who trips over her own bra. She was a female Norman wisdom. Like, you know, she's just, sorry, Miranda, but there's no way you get a guy like that. You punch him above your weight. Definitely. But Tom Ellis is really good in Loose Fan. If you read the comic books, he pretty played it pretty close. I really enjoyed it. Keith, have you seen it? I've not seen it because it's on Amazon, so I haven't got around to it, it yet. It's really good. I do. I might. I might take the plunge into Amazon at some point. Maybe it's, so it's worth it. Because equally, you can get you get the shipping on your water bottle for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got free shipping anyway. <laughs> you got done on that water bottle. So. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be crowing in a few weeks' time when I'm drinking a, a cool beverage. If this isn't the best water bottle in the world, I'm going to be so disappointed. What's, what, what, what's it Chili's. Chili's. C H I double L Y apostrophe S. Bottles. Wasn't that the name of like the Chili's ice lollies that you yeah. used to get? Or, I don't know. The freeze pops bit. Yes. Yeah. It used to be Audio cool. rubbish name. 24 hours cold is how it sells itself. 260, 500, and 750. I'm just, I'm looking at it in the sense of this is about the same cost as a, as a t shirt. I'm not going to like it. It looks a bit like a Hitachi. <laughs> if anybody knows what that is. <laughs> uh, you should go to the proper website, not Amazon. Amazon don't do it justice. No, because it's um, at a reasonable price. That's why. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the website and. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they, they kind of saw you coming, Keith. They've got ones that look like space, and one's got flowers on. They don't have it in gold. They seem to have a lot of matte black. Yeah. I'm also, if it's pretty weighty as well, it could come in useful as like a club. Now here's a question though, Keith. Did you get the uh, the caravan that'll go with it as well that you can get for oh, three you have quid? To splash of a, you have to splash some more money on that. It just looks like that. Hitachi <laughs> magic wand. I, 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 a girl's best friend. I, I am not looking at that picture anymore. I love it. The website's got pictures, pictures of it on a beach somewhere. It's like, oh, you're super, super. You're gonna be cool. Just, you're just, gonna be stylish. Just it look at that like lifestyle. A, it looks like a vaporware Kickstarter. I'm gonna be. I'm no. gonna be. I'm gonna be propped up against a wall, one leg against the wall, lounging back, supping on a nice cool beverage. Recommended by the Sunday Times, the Independent, Red, Stylist, and the Metro. <sighs> Do you know what, do Although you know? it's no good it being recommended in the stylist because whenever people try and give me that in town, I have to go look at me. Do I look like I read this magazine? I have it three days a week now. I get shortlist thrown at me, stylist, and then me. I don't want to read any three of them. I don't get Stop. I don't get shortlist anymore. I don't get shortlist anymore. I do pick a copy of Enemy up from um, HMV when I'm Is in there. Is that to bat away people? <laughs> I, I, I do read the page that tells me what's cool with the kids this week on the, on the music. Even Enemy's not cool with the kids anymore. No. Do, you know what, do you know what's worrying me? Next time I open my tablet screen up and go onto the internet, the first thing that's going to come up is the Attachy Magic one, the girl's best friend. My girlfriend sees that. She's like, what are you looking at? Like, you're going to get a good gift at some point. It's going to be in your recommended Amazon purchase for the next six months. <laughs> Related items you have recently viewed. <laughs> They'll start sending you advertisements for more things. We noticed recently you've been looking at the Hitachi's girl's best friend. You get, might be interested in. You're going to get Phil Ellis's range of fidget spinners. <laughs> <laughs> to, to just say, it's, Phil does not have his own range of fidget spinners, so please do not look for them. Weird news. Right. Jingle. <sighs> Shut up.
Come on. Hang on, I'm, gonna, I'm thinking it's it's quite warm in here. Okay. I've waiting enough for you today, so get cracking. <laughs> Good things come to those who wait, Guy. <laughs> More like your water bottle. <laughs> Two day delivery. Pretty quick. By Hermes, not DPS. Oh, not Hermes. Yeah, no, I'm expecting it to be on the roof when I get home. <laughs> it's going to be Sorry, broken we, in half. we couldn't deliver your parcel, so we chucked it on the roof. I keep getting it. I keep sending the guy some packages. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, it was just found in, like, underneath the stairs or, like, on the roof. And it's like, what? Like, what the hell You know what on? I think it is? Hermes' training program is getting them to play Paperboy on the Game Boy. Straight. <laughs> 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 Slows down, throw it out the door and drive. <laughs> is it like Ender's Game? And all Hermes drivers are actually robots. And it's being done by a bunch of kids in a room somewhere playing Paperboy. And that's how they do the deliveries. <laughs> 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 knocking out pensioners. Like knocking over Grim Reaver. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Whacking the cat with a paper. All right, let's have a Anyway, jingle. jingle. It's all about the weird news. It's coming down your street. The weird news is gonna get you. So you better have something to eat. Weird news. <laughs> what the hell was that? I don't know. I just put words together in my head. This, that's really hard. Weird news is not a great rhyming tune. Right. I have three. We'll pick two. So we're going to go for the headlines. Go for the headlines and we pick them. And you pick two. So first one, Detroit Free Press. After 14-hour standoff, police find house empty. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Detroit. <laughs> That, 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 that's, a, that's a yes from me. <laughs> yep. No, they get better. BBC News. Norway troll penis restored to its former upstanding glory. Oh, I think I know what that's about. <laughs> and Fox 25 News over in the States. Police. Good. Fight over Star Wars and Star Trek leads to assault. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's uh, one and two, one and three for me. <laughs> yeah, one and, one, and, one and three. Which one do we want to go first? Empty house one. By Austin Prickett, Thursday, July 6th, 2016. By, by who? Austin Prickett. You're making this up, <laughs> Ryan. It's actually Austin Prickett from Fox 25 News. So this is Oklahoma I'm, City. I'm, I'm leaving that jog, jog alone. Yes. Yeah, so this is Oklahoma City. Police say a fight over Star Trek and Star Wars led to an assault in the Metro. Jerome Dwayne White was arrested on July the 1st after a complaint of assault and battery at possession of marijuana and outstanding Oklahoma County warrant. Was he in possession of the warrants? <laughs> I don't know. Oklahoma City Police Department show that White and another man were in the living room of an apartment on the 1400 block on NW16 Street when they were arguing if Star Wars or Star Trek was better. Star Wars, obviously. <laughs> the victim told police he'd become frustrated and stated, you're just a trick. What? Trick? Yes, before walking back to his room. That's not what he said, is it? Yeah, no. That's definitely not what he said. It oh, sounds it like trick, but it's not trick. <laughs> White allegedly followed the man and shoved him to the ground. The victim got back up and the police sta- said he stated, you want to replay that? And was Sorry, once no, again shoved to the ground. Like these people talking it. <laughs> You're just a trick. You want to replay that? That's the most bizarre fight speak I've ever heard. Yeah, police guy, said, bear in mind it is Oklahoma. This. Police said that. White would then wrapped his round his arm around the victim's neck and began choking him. The victim was near unconscious when he pulled out a pocket knife. White let go and reached for the knife, cutting himself. He then left the room. <laughs> <laughs> Police then later arrested White and booked him into the Oklahoma County Jail, and that's it. 
There is no closure on this story. I want to know what the argument was about on Star Wars and Star Trek. There's so much that you can argue about on that. I think the moral of the story is don't do drugs, kids. Yes. Next one. Back to the Detroit Free Press and our 14-hour standoff. This one from the Lansing State Journal by R.J. Walcott. Lansing, TWP. Close to a dozen state police officers in tactical gear stormed a house in Lansing Township Friday afternoon after a 14-hour standoff and found it empty. <laughs> the suspect who said police say attacked his neighbour with a shovel Thursday night he was being sought on a felony assault warrant, Lansing Township Police Chief Adam Klein said. The suspect's name hasn't been released, though Klein said he's a 47-year-old man, 6 foot 2 inches tall and weighing about 200 pounds. He has brown hair, brown eyes and was last seen wearing cut-off jean shorts and a brown t-shirt. So he likes the colour brown then? Yes. A state police tactical team apparently did to get anyone inside the house to come out using loudspeaker messages and smoke grenades prior to entering through the front door around 12.45pm on Friday. They found no people or weapons inside. <laughs> police... Please, please tell me he was in the house down the street. Police had the 200 block of Miffin Avenue cordoned off starting at approximately 10.30pm on Thursday. The neighbour was struck by the, who was struck by the shovel was treated by an ambulance crew at the scene and released. Officers from, La- from the State Police, Michigan State University Police and Lansing Police all assisted Lansing Township officers with the incident. Police negotiators talked to the suspect on the phone as recently as Friday morning before he stopped answering their calls. Anyone with information about the situation is act- asked to contact police at 485-1700. <laughs> what kind of information about the situation are they after? The house was empty, guys. Oh, there is the live Twitter feed as well from the journalists. This is even better. This makes it. This makes it so good. So it starts off with R.J. Walcott, our eponymous journalist, saying that they have a felony arrest. So no one's inside the house. They've actually got footage of them throwing smoke grenades. <laughs> Police moves close to the building. A few pops and a puff of smoke. <laughs> the video. This is genius. <laughs> I love it. They called in three separate police forces to help out with this standoff as well, even from the local university. How bad it is to get university police on site. So, so they had Paul Blart on site. <laughs> Don't be missing Paul Blart. <laughs> Full tactical gear, loudspeaker for an empty house. There was even a battering ram deployed. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst he was showing us that footage, he showed me and Dave. Um, Well, as we were talking about fidget spinners earlier, and I was just scrolling through my Facebook feed as you usually do with one of that usual, Mm. um, one of those usual. I don't know why I follow this page. Gives you targeted advertising. This this is this is through (laughs) a website called Design Taxi, which used to do features about kind of like design and graphics and interesting stuff. Now, instead, they've posted a picture that says uh, uh, advertising fidget titties. (laughs) <laughs> which are fidget spinners for your nipples. They look pretty much exactly the same as normal fidget spinners, but I am not clicking through to the main article. Oh, I'm going to scroll past. There are 51 comments, so I'm going to have a look at those. <laughs> most most are offensive to start with. Uh, it's Facebook. There's quite a lot of people being tagged in it <laughs> for some strange reason. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's mostly <laughs> offensive comments or people being tagged. Uh, in the comments for that so I shall leave that where it is Ryan, <laughs> but I'm not going to read anymore Ryan do you remember the message that you received from me on Facebook this week yes yes do you want to let the audience know what you did you can tell them what happened 
This was actually when I was out with George at the queue, and I had a message pop up on my phone with Guy's wonderful face, and it said, "I've got a fidget spinner stuck in my hair." <laughs> Do you want to explain to the audience how you manage this? Well, I, I was playing with a fidget spinner. I was like, well, I wonder if I could spin it on my knee. That wasn't successful. So I thought maybe I'll try and spin it on my hair, <laughs> on my head. But obviously I'm a man with quite long hair. So upon doing this, the fidget spinner curled up a load of my hair. And it got stuck. <laughs> and it did take me a short while to get the so fidget spinner Damn Gavin could get away with it. <laughs> so <laughs> so you, you, you got a fidget spinner stuck in your hair, panicked, and texted Ryan. And I thought I thought it was like, what am I going to, to do? <laughs> <laughs> I literally thought I'd have to cut it out of my hair. I was on level 25 of the cube drinking whiskey. How do you think I was going to help at this time? It's, it's almost like some. You're helped some... by laughing hysterically. Guy's not your child, is he, Ryan? Because this is the kind of thing like that somebody's somebody seven year old daughter will do. <laughs> Dad, I've got a fidget spinner stuck in my hair. Like well, that was very good. Come home. It's like, you know, when kids use their parents' makeup. Yeah. <laughs> or like using your dad's razor and just like having a big chunk out of the top of your head. Does your, does your girlfriend feel happy leaving you at home alone? Because she must go out everything and go. Charge when she's like, home. oh, God, I'm leaving him for half an hour. What's going to happen next? It was that moment of kind of like when it happened. I was kind of like, I was sat thinking, that's going to be a good idea. And then when it got stuck and it looked kind of around, I genuinely, there was that moment of like, then I just sat there for a second like oh. you weren't having a good week were you guy standing in dog poo getting fidget spinners t- stuck in your hair what were you doing with the fidget spinner anyway I won one in the arcade when I was on holiday me and I were playing on the two pin machine we tried desperately to win a fidget spinner so we must have spent about four quid trying to get the fidget spinner out yeah, yeah like from Poundland I know, yeah. yeah I was going to say they, they sell them at the corner shop outside ours for like two quid it's like a challenge out there isn't it it's like once it's there you've got to get it all those games are rigged anyway, aren't no, they? No. Yes. There's a skill to it. It's like the claw game. That's always rigged. Yeah. Anybody who's ever won on the claw game. We, I've, we, me and my daughter have won a few times. We, we've won How much money have you had to fidgets. shove into it? Usually, we, it's, within, it's, within, it's within a one or two pound. Was it like that episode of the IT crowd with you stood in the middle of the machine? When <laughs> no, we have a, we have a system. One no. of us goes on the side. One goes at the front. So we do like a we get multiple angles. You know angles. the glasses distorted at the front on purpose. Don't spoil the fun of it. Is it? Yeah, no. that's why you look yeah, from the side. Context, yeah, the, the side glasses is flat and the front glasses distorted slightly. You love ticket machines though, ones though, don't you? When it's like, get no, all the I hate news. ticket ones. I hate getting the tickets because you always get a crap prize. <laughs> like literally, like, me and what, as, a, as opposed to a fidget spinner in a two in a two P machine. <laughs> I tell you what, I felt so shortchanged when I was on holiday. I went to an arcade, and me and Laura got a, a, a number of tickets that came out. And the only thing we could get was a rubbish Spider-Man bouncy ball. <laughs> so I kept a ball from a chucking machine just as a consolation prize. Now. I have a, I have a deep seated objection to people calling seaside arcades arcades when all they're full of are slot machines and those dopey two p things. It's like if I when I walk into an arcade, what I want to I want to be assaulted by the sound of Galaga, Space Invaders, Pac Man, old Star yeah. Wars arcade machines. I want an arcade packed with full me, of good arcades. An arcade is when you hear the Daytona start off in the background. Mm. That's just like the call of the arcade. Just, yeah, I need, yeah. I, need vid- I need video games in an arcade. Slot machines and but penny pushers. But it's gambling for children, isn't it? Yeah. People just put amusements. money into them. They yeah. should call them amusements. They are for amusements. See, yeah. I'm, 
I, I'm just going to jump in here. Um, actually, plug my uh, friend from back home's uh, upcoming business. Uh, he's taking over a bar in Stockton uh, for anybody in the northeast. Um, re- reading, redoing it all out. Uh, it's going to have retro arcade games. He's already got Pac-Man, Mortal Kombat, host of other stuff. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm quite looking forward to when when this comes out. I'm going to have a look when we're uh, back up there next week. Needs to so, franchise that out. We yeah. could do one of those because that's one of the things I quite like about Tilt, there is the one, um, yeah, coffee in shop in Birmingham. Is that there? there is an arcade bar opening in Birmingham yes. called Kongs? Ooh, consider me interested. It's time for Mr. Tim's movie quotes. Which is right. So Keith's favourite alter ego, the Satsuma obsessed Dorset farmer, Mr. Tim's, will be reading us classic lines from movies, which we have to guess what they are, whilst taking out of context. It's Mr. Tim's movie quotes. Right. I just have to say there, Ryan, I'm not an alter ego. I'm not a Tyler Durden character. I'm an actual real person who lives around the corner from George and Dave. That's why I had problems with their buses the other month. Just, just you don't saying, remember I, I, these. I got to get fine this morning, dude. <laughs> we won't talk about that. Right. So what we've got here is a quiz where I'm going to read out famous movie quotes and you folks have got to tell me which movie they come from. Are you ready? Are we ready, children? Are you ready? How are you going to buzz in, guys? How are you going to buzz in? I think, I think Guy's buzz is just going to be him laughing hysterically. Okay. So, let's, ju- let's, go for the f- right, let's, let's go for the first quote. You ready? Here we go. Quote number one. <laughs> I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. It's is that, network, isn't it? Say, That's is a it, point to Ryan. Bing, that, bing. <laughs> See, I, I was going to ask, is that Keith, Keith Bloomfield on the bus? <laughs> I, do, I, I do use that. that, that I, I do use that myself. Keith might use it as well, but I don't know about that. He doesn't get on the same bus as me. He gets on the 82. I'm on the 120. So, right, our next quote. Here it comes. Coming at you right now. Here we go. Here we go. And it's... What we've got here is a failure to communicate. Guy? Any clues? Oh, Any clues? Um, a few good men. Oh no, you're not not quite there. It's a classic movie. <laughs> classic it is. <laughs> I have it on DVD myself. Back in the house. No, no nobody I can know get the it. Line, but I can't yeah. it. I'll give you a clue. The actor who's in this film is Steve McQueen. Bullet. No, that's not Great correct. Escape. That's not correct. You're just naming every film apart from this one. Paul Hanley. Bing, bing. Ryan gets it. I had to give you a few clues, so that's two points for you. Right, here we go with our third. I know you did send me back to the future, but I'm back. I'm back from the future. Mind my flight. Which one? Which one? Guy guy gets it. Guy Garvey almost gets it I did like the hand gestures going along with that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I'm going to throw in. A, I'm going to throw in a quick one. I hadn't written this one down, but I'm going to do you this one. See if you get it. Right here's the here's the famous movie quote. Yarp. Oh, uh, Hoffers. Oh. Two two. Two two. Dave, Dave's falling behind. Right? right here we go. Here's here's our next one. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist, and like that, he's gone. Oh God. Oh. No, you're not. Yeah. You're barking up the wrong tree, there, guy. I know this as well. Yeah, I, I can see. I can see the thing. I just can't think. What Classic movie. Not a particularly good actor. He's all right. He's not too bad. He's in one of Guy's favorite films. 
It's a Keanu Reeves movie, Constantine. No, no, no. Keanu Reeves is, is it most definitely not in this movie. No. Speed. No. Keanu Reeves is not in this movie. <laughs> so a guy says Speed, a film which contains plenty of Keanu Reeves. Clue. Clue. Um. Brian Singer. Yeah. <laughs> do we give that to guy he's just saying film names he doesn't even know what i'm talking about here yeah, like, x-men but it, it is in fact that it is the usual spooks 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 usual suspects all right right i okay. am kaiser Sozy. here we go here's our here's our next one uh here we go here we go here we go right here we are i wanted to destroy something beautiful No, not American Beauty. Clue. Star Wars. <laughs> Brad Pitt. Oh. Fight Club. Fight Club is correct. You're racing ahead on this? He's just mentioning the film names yeah. that I give him the what's. I'm going to have to give him harder ones. Right, here's He's one. looking at the reflection in your glasses. Here's, <laughs> here's, here's, hey, that's what you say. Uh... Here we go with the next one. Next Here we go. Ready, Points ready, times. Ready. Are you ready? Everybody, get busy living or get busy dying. 50 cent film. No. <laughs> Come on, it's a classic film. No. Get busy living or get busy dying. Oh, you're so terrible at this game. Yeah, I'm winning. I'm not going to give you a clue on this one, apart from Flank Darabont. Oh, it's your shot redemption. See, guys, only getting it from the clues, not even the yeah. the quotes. Right? Okay. So, you, guys, got a few points there. I've lost count now of what he's got. I, think he's on four. I don't really like the fact that he's Five. winning. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna do a thing where I'm just gonna take points away from him. Um, <laughs> right? Here we go. Now, here's one. Will you get this one? No, I'm gonna skip that one because you ain't gonna get it. Uh, here's one. I'd be ashamed of you all if you don't get this one. That rug really tied the room together. Big Lebowski. I'm gonna give that to Ryan. No! Yes. Big Lebowski. That's all right. You may well have said it before, before you. we don't like you anymore, guys, so I'm just going to give it to other people. Right, here we go. Let's get this one. Oh, gonna, I'm going to give you an easy one here. Easy, easy one. You stay classy, San Diego. Oh, Anchorman! Anchorman, the legend of Ron Burgundy being the full title. The, I will give that to Ryan because Frankerman doesn't, doesn't mean anything, guy. Frankerman? What's that? Frankerman. <laughs> I'm not giving you that one. This is, this is a mutiny. I'm winning the game. Are you turning against me? Here's one. I, I hope you get this one. Here we go. Uh, the 1961 Ferrari 250 GT California. Uh, Less uh, than gone in 60 seconds. My father spent three years restoring uh, this car. Ferris Bueller's Day off. Dave got a point. Finally, he's off the mark. There we go. Three. That's a good one. That was a long one. I shouldn't have done that one. It was a lot far too long. Right, here we go. Uh, see if you can get this one. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. Men in black. Oh, yeah. Ryan Street in there. That's good. Yeah. How many more do you want to do? I've got a couple left over. Got time for two more. Two more. Right, here we go. Two more. We'll end them on some I'm easy ones for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm drop now. <laughs> here we go, guy. You could get yourself back in the game here. Cheating. You won't. You won't. <laughs> you won't because I've taken a load of points off you. I'm going to score this like it's an episode of QI. You've, you've lost. Um, here we go. Well, Our I'm next quote. This. You either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Batman. Dunkirk. I'm not accepting any of those answers just yet, because oh, you haven't got um, it right. 
the Dark, uh, the Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Dave's on a roll here. Two in a row. Here we go. Bing bong. And our last one. <laughs> All right, me handsome. Here we go with the last one. That man is playing Gallagher. Thought uh, we uh, Avengers. Assemble. Let him have it. Because he'll have a stroff otherwise. <laughs> right. Guy, that gets you. That gets you the points. But why did you turn into Zed from Police Academy? <laughs> I do think a guy should get a bit of a bonus point deducted because he I practically give him a clue for pretty much everyone nah. he got right there. That's, I'm having it. It's very good. I'm going to put official complaint with the Dorset firing. You can you can put it in with the Dorset Movie Quote Association. I I, I got a feeling as that's just me. Uh, your uh, appeal will be upheld, yes. guy. I'm afraid. Send it in by a stamped addressed cow. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was good. Thank you very much, gentlemen, for taking part in that. That was very good. I know oh, my accent's gone all over the place for that. It's the heat. I blame the heat. Getting the getting the bus here and the tractor. I had to get the tractor actually this morning. It was thank, terrible. Thank you very much for joining us today, Mr. Tim. You, you're very welcome. I, I can I go now? Yes, that's good. I've got. Some, we can let I've, Keith back in the room. I've, I've got. I've got some. I've got some uh, scarecrows to stuff this afternoon. So I better get to it. See you later, boys. Has he gone? He's gone. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. He does my head in that man. <laughs> Honestly. Jeez. And I'm a bit gutted. I didn't get to have a go. Whatever that was, you just did. Yeah. I should have. I should have leaped in. I should have come in. Said you had me outside making San Pellegrino for you. <laughs> manually. Just yeah, like manually. Just, I had to squeeze all those lemons. Get them. You know how difficult it is to reseal a can. <laughs> Jeez, it's not Especially hard. Especially with the foil lid. The foil makes it a little bit easier because you can cover up if it's not quite sealed. <laughs> and because it's fizzy, people aren't likely to shake them. But it's really hard. That super glue around the edges. <laughs> Now we're going to speak to the wonderful illustrator, comic creator, Mr. David Lloyd, one of the co-creators of V Vendetta, and he'll be talking to us about his new online serial magazine, Aces Weekly. So we're still at Birmingham Comics Festival here at the uh, Parkside building, just next to Millennium Point. Uh, and we're looking enough now to be joined by a legend of the comics industry, uh, Mr. David Lloyd, the artist behind such great titles as Night Raven, V for Vendetta, some of the great Hellblazer stories. Uh, so it's a pleasure to meet you, David. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you, and it's nice to be here. Thank you. Just tell us a little bit more about your history in comics, how you got kind of got started in the industry. Well, uh, I don't know how long you want me to make that, but what inspired me to do comics was this great strip that I saw when I was about 12 years old called Wrath of the Gods, drawn by a fantastic artist called Ronald Embleton. And it, it was the first thing I'd seen, the first comic I'd seen, that made me realise that you could do something that was really believable world. Uh, it was like a movie. It was so well-drawn, so well-realized. And uh, so that really started me off doing them. And then I was doing them through school. When I started training in art proper, when I left school, I was in an advertising art studio. And I used to draw them in the lunch hours and also at home. I wanted to do that for a living. The idea while I was at this advertising studio was to try and sell some newspaper strip ideas. That kind of failed. But, but when that failed, I'd left my job. And then I just tried to get work in strips of any kind after that. And my first big break came really in 77, which is a long time ago now, when I did, I was asked to do the illustrations and strips in a TV annual for Logan's Run, it was a Logan's Run TV series, and they did an annual for it, and I was asked to do the work for that. I'm glad to see that that, that still stands up, that still looks good. So that really gave me a great bunch of samples 
that I could take around to other publishers. And that's really how my big career began because those were good samples and I could take them around and then got work in things like TV, comic and everything. So my career just snowballed and then I just worked for lots of uh, publishers after that. Because throughout your career, you have worked for a great deal of different publishers. You worked for uh, Warrior, which is probably the first time I came across your work. And then you've worked for, uh, you've done work for Marvel, you've done work for DC, some other independent publishers. How have you found the comic industry has now changed? Now we've entered the 21st century and we've gone from the more kind of weekly uh, easily available on the newsstand comics. How are you finding the industry changing now we've moved into the 21st century and the digital age? Well, if you're talking about the British industry, which is where the weeklies used to exist, and I don't know whether in 2000 AD is not weekly anymore, but in the British industry, it's, uh, it, it's, it never really realised the potential it had. Uh, in the 80s, there were lots of really great uh, British innovative creators like Alan Moore and Pat Mills and lots of great writers and that's where Grant Morrison came from and all those guys. And I don't think the British industry really recognised what the, the British industry could become. And so in terms of the British industry, it's not big enough. I mean, the only really creative comic around now in English terms is 2000 AD, really. When you think of uh, all the things that happened in America, well, a lot of the great things that happen in America are because all those British guys who weren't who weren't recognised uh, and were regarded as dispensable in the eighties all went and worked for America. So, uh, in British terms, the industry here has not changed. In the digital age, as you were talking about, I think uh, there's a possibility for a great change because uh, I think. You know, the 21st century in cyberspace gives us an opportunity to take comics out of print into a much wider world. And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm doing something called Aces Weekly, which is a completely online comic art magazine. We just go through cyberspace to the readers. We don't go to a big printer and use paper and then put it in boxes and send it around. We just go directly to, to the reader through cyberspace and we have that ability so I think I think um, that hopefully will change things but there you know there are obstacles involved because comic readers unlike any other reader of any other periodical or anything any kind of kind of fiction they they like collecting and they like they want that thing so it's very difficult to to market uh, great strips just through uh, cyberspace, you know, from the cloud. So that's a problem uh, that needs to be overcome. But uh, hopefully that will change and grow. Do you think this gives you a lot more creative freedom by going online? Do you feel like you're more free? You don't have to restrict yourself in print, so you don't have to restrict yourself in length to a certain degree. Uh, the comic can be as free as you want it to be on how you want it produced. Your market always has to d determine that. It depends yeah. who you want to who you want to reach. I mean, with Aces Weekly, we want as wide a subscription base as possible. Mm -hmm. So it's it's basically it's family friendly. We've got yeah. strong stories of all kinds, um, and comedy. I mean, it's a it's a it's an anthology that's got all kinds of things in it. Yeah. Um, but your 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 market, your who you want to reach, is always going to limit you. In terms of the amount of material, yes, you can do more material because. I mean, we have a very big extras section, which has uh, layouts and scripts and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, the, the construction stuff of the, of the strips that we uh, present. If you were doing that in print, 
every page is going to cost you more. Yeah. But in digital, you can actually give lots and lots of lots of more material. So you can do more material and also cheaper, of course, because you don't have those cost of print and stuff. And probably higher quality as well with the resolutions you get on the screen now. More quality digital art. I mean, print restricts you on how much DPI you have, how many, how much colours you can put on the page. You think digital art is a lot more freeing for the artist to say, "This is how I want. This is how my concept was." Absolutely, absolutely. Well, the internet is the best form of uh, reproduction and distribution thus far invented, really. So yes, you're right. We don't have any printing trouble at all because it's uh, it's all. You know what you see on screen is, and nothing matches the brilliance, the luminescence of it. It all looks fantastic uh, on screen. So, yeah. But the point about freedom, um, uh, y- yes. But it, you know, always depends on who you want yeah. to reach. If you if you want to do something uh, that's radical, it does give you the opportunity to do something radical and not cost you a lot of money. Because you you don't have to print anything. You just you know whatever whatever reader you want to reach, you can tell that story and send it to where you think that reader is going to be, and it's not going to cost you a lot of money. So it does it does it does uh, it does accommodate freedom. Because you've had a, a really eclectic and interesting range of creators work with you for for ACES Weekly. Did you have to approach them and convince them this was uh, the way to go in terms of kind of digital anthology comics, or did you find creators coming to you and going, "I want I want to be involved"? How did how did you get that kind of diverse range of creators involved? At the beginning, I I mean, luckily I've got a lot of respect in this business, and people know me, and I've got a lot of friends. And uh, at the beginning, I wanted to get as many people who were friends and knew me, and also names, because I figured if somebody has got a fan following in print, then that fan following will just follow them into digital. That didn't actually work out the way I, the way I thought it would, uh, simply because of that problem I mentioned earlier about the fact that comic readers, like, like they want that thing, they want, they want to collect. So that was, that was a, an obstacle that we couldn't climb. But the idea was to use as many names that, that comic readers were familiar with in regular comics. Um, so that's how we started off. Um, now, after we've become established and people know more about us, people come to me and they want to be published. And, and, and it's a, on a global basis, too. I mean, I'm lucky enough to be invited to a lot, uh, to a lot of countries, a lot of trips, largely because of my reputation with V, mainly. When I've done that, I've met lots of artists uh, all over the world, and we have a global cast now. We have people from Argentina, uh, Brazil, Spain, Italy, France, Belgium. All of these guys are actually, and girls, are working for, for Races Weekly, and 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 what really heartens me most is is that by now everybody knows how tough the market is, what we're trying to do, um, and there's not masses of money to be made yet from what I'm doing, and yet still they want to do it, they want to be on board because they they like the idea that they're pioneering, you know, that they're trying something new, and uh, and one of the other great things about about what I'm doing is this touches on what, what you asked about freedom a moment ago. I do actually have a policy of letting them do what they want to. If you give artists and writers a chance to do what they really want to do, you're going to get the best out of them because they, they've put themselves on the line and they do want to entertain and impress as much as they possibly can. 
So I say, you know, once I see that they're good and they're doing great work and they want to, they want to do something, you know, if it looks good, uh, any idea they that they come up with, I say, okay, let's do it. And uh, because we are an anthology and we have a mix of things, um, we have an extraordinary range of stuff. But of course, I'm not. I'm not crazy. Um, I you know I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm publishing something that I want to reach an audience uh, and be entertained by. You know, as far as I'm concerned, it has to be within sort of certain rules and regulations, and they have to balance the the product. So you know, you just can't have a whole bunch of science fiction stories. You have to have a mix because that's what we are. So I I keep a, a hand on the tiller. But there's still a great deal of freedom. DNA is with me for all the people involved. And you mentioned earlier you get chance to work on a global audience, which you probably couldn't do as much with a print magazine. It's restrictive. You've got to get your art in. You've got to get printers. It gives you a chance to collaborate where you wouldn't expect to collaborate normally. Well, uh, as I say, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I, we do. People come to me and yeah. they, they want to work with Aceweekly, and that's fine. And but the point you make about the uh, the lead times and about the yeah. print—that's because digital is so easy to put together. It's just files, just files, and and also we don't. I mean, most print books need about a lead time of three months or something mm-hmm. because you've got to get the printer involved, you've got to get the printer schedule, you've got to get all warehouse, you've got to just you've got to color correction stuff. warehouse. We, just, yeah, yeah, I mean, we sometimes go. We go live every Monday because we're a weekly. Yeah. A weekly that makes up seven week volumes, but we go live every every Monday night. And we sometimes put the whole thing together on Sunday. And and if if, if artists are late for any reason, yeah. we can slot files in on Monday afternoon. Yeah. It's that easy. I mean, you know, it's just so easy. It's all from a laptop. You, you, we're publishing from a laptop. You don't need all that antiquated stuff, which is time-wasting, resource-wasting. And um, if I can just get enough people to recognize the, you know, what we're giving them in terms of quality, material, price, then we'll, be, we'll have a, a, a great future. Have you found as well that the, the proliferation of digital creation tools have kind of emboldened the artists to experiment digitally as well? Because obviously before it was ink and boards and all the rest of it but the fact that now people can Cintiqs iPad Pros all the rest of it does that has that also given them some more creative freedom in the in the tool set they're using some of our artists use uh, Manga Studio and all those all those other sorts of, uh, of things but there's absolutely no need to in Aces Weekly Aces Weekly is you know the, the, the description of it as digital is only about the delivery it's digital delivery it doesn't mean I mean you can use traditional uh, methods it doesn't matter that's that's not an, an important element of the of the show we as long as it's as long as the work is is um, is scanned at a suitable resolution 600 or higher it's fine it doesn't matter you can use pen and ink you can use brush you can use regular paint or you can use um, digital production methods it doesn't matter at all so that opens that up to, to any art form any however creative you want to be 
as long as delivery is digital, then yeah, you could go. So that expands it and then out. You, you can get a very different mix of looks and styles. And, and I mean, your style itself is very recognizable. It's very much, a, you know, there's a very beautiful shadow and use of light and stuff there. So creatives who are using maybe mixed media or painted artwork or whatever it is. Yeah, so you, can, like, you can use anything. It's just like, I mean, it's just like most comics now. I mean, you know, let's face it. They, they, they can, the conveyor belt concept of the printer of the penciler and the inker and the colorist that all just came from the the old traditional industry of american comics you know they they initiated that system because it got uh, products done you know the you know you know the marvel and dcs of this world produce piles of stuff when they started doing that they had to get stuff done on the conveyor belt they couldn't you, you couldn't have one artist do everything comics are completely different now it's you don't need to do that anymore. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. acesweekly.co.uk, you can find all the information on there. But where can we find yourself online? Yeah, my website is www.lforloyd.com. Mm-hmm. But uh, it needs updating. But there is some interesting stuff on there, I can tell you. But uh, yeah, please do go to Aces Weekly. That's, uh, yeah, and as you said, delivered every Monday straight to your inbox. Well, you, you subscribe if you, yeah. you. It comes to you every Monday if you subscribe. But mm-hmm. if you go uh, at the website, you can buy the back volumes. The back volumes can be bought very easily too. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank you. And that was David Lloyd, who was talking to us about Aces Weekly. Time to chat trailers. We do this feature once a few few times a year when there's yeah. a glut of good movies coming out. A and glut. so, and a so, glut. Is yes. that a new describe? A glut. Yeah, glut's a word. Right. Glut's yeah. a good word. Yes. Yeah. And some, some good, some not so good. Starting off, Pitch Perfect, three. Keith, why did you make me watch this? I, I didn't make you watch it. You completely had your own choice. But watching this trailer, I'm reminded of one other famous franchise. What? Police Academy. Well, that they should have stopped it too. Well, it was just I, I watched this trailer and I've, I've watched the first Pitch Perfect, which is you know it's an okay movie. Pitch Perfect two, I don't think I've seen, but this one just seemed like an excuse to just drag all the characters around to a more random situation and and drop them in it. It so, just seemed like what what was the point? Why are they there? What's going on? What, so it's, the USO yeah. show idea. Yeah, yeah, it's that sort of Pirates of the Caribbean. Police Academy, pretty much most franchise movies that went on far too long. Yeah, it's just just a bit random. Like, uh, you know, we've come up with an excuse to bring these characters back together again. Yeah, and it's like mm-hmm. it doesn't look as entertaining as the previous ones. I think they even reference that in the trailer, though. That this is pretty much the end of their careers, and then they go in. Well, let's just reform for any kind of reason possible because we like singing with each other. Yeah. It doesn't seem to have the kind of indie heart that the first one had. The kind of like, you know, it's an underdog story. Well, Rebel Wilson wasn't as big as she is now, fame-wise. Or Anna Kendrick when the first one came out. And now they're pretty much pretty big stars now. And it's kind of like it's translated into the films that this is just pretty much a money-making excuse now. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, I've never seen the original. But I've got no, like, sort of impetus to actually go and see it. So... Mm-hmm. You know, it's. I think it's just be an easy pass for me. Yeah, guy. Yeah, I want to watch it. You want to watch it? Yeah. You're gonna be like the contrary voice all the way through. I like people. Guy, guy, guy's gonna be getting the soundtrack on vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> I like these films are alright. They're funny. They have been funny. Definitely. Is this funny. one going to be? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just easy watching it. Yeah, I suppose. Just turn it, your brain it's off. Just channel watch it. five on a Sunday afternoon viewing. 
Inhumans. Keith, do you want to introduce this one? <laughs> it's a difficult one to, to take in. I love Lockjaw, yeah. who's the, the alien dog that you see using there. Um, it's a bit troubling. There's mm-hmm. not enough in there. It seems like a halfway house between the ABC TV shows, the yeah. Netflix shows, and the movies. Yeah. Um, the fact that Medusa's hair hasn't moved once in any yeah, of the live troubling. action stuff yeah. looks a bit. Sh- her hair looks terrible. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'll give it a go when it comes out, but this trailer isn't selling it to me. No, same here. Yeah. I'm hoping they're doing this whole. We don't put enough in the trailer to get you to watch it. I yeah. mean, they've filmed the first two episodes in IMAX and spent an absolute fortune. Because it was supposed to be a movie, yeah, yeah, and then they've decided, oh, we'll swap to a TV series, but keep the IMAXy bit. But if you've managed to film two hours in IMAX, that's yeah. a movie, yeah. So what? The, what's gonna? What's not gonna make it a movie? The story is just not gonna be big enough, yeah, to hold that two hours. You know, yeah. if you if you're selling it on the gimmick of being in IMAX, it you know, it, I like the idea that they're on the moon. It's very kind of um, accurate to the the comic version of mm. the Inhumans yeah. um, but they were the weakest part of things like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. the, the fact that Marvel have had to put all of their eggs in the Inhuman basket because they haven't got mutants anymore yeah. is a bit troubling and are their powers good enough are the characters strong enough are people going to get on with a bunch of characters like Karnak and Gorgon and all the rest of them you know. oh, they're not well-known names, that thing. No. And I know it's worked with Guardians of the Galaxy, throwing out some of the B-list characters, but I don't think the Inhumans has had that much of a pull. Well, it hasn't been stuck on Earth. The whole idea, I'm a bit worried that it's going to be, oh, look, space Inhumans come to Earth, and it's all about their, you know daily troubles about getting the bus or how they isn't deal that, with the ATM but it's yeah. like what's the, what's the stories they're going to tell here because we've already done Inhumans in S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, what was, is bringing the royal family of Inhumans going to add to that the bit I'm worried about is the Black Bolt coming down to Earth for the first time bit and stood yeah. in the middle of the road and that looked really cheap the way they've done that Lockjaw yeah. looked yeah. like the CGI hadn't been polished it, it, it looked a bit I'm hoping they've spent a lot more time on it since the trailer's come out to try and rush it and finish it off. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Trailer's not selling it. I'll I'll give the first few episodes a go. I might even give the first season a go. I want to see plenty of Lockjaw. Uh, I want to see Medusa's hair move. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, that's her her thing. Yeah. Um, But without the Fantastic Four, you know, where do the humans work? Where do they fit in with our kind of Marvel mm-hmm. Universe I mean me and Dave were talking about this off air Euron Rian seems to be the only highlight yeah. of this so far Ramsey Bolton as you'd know from Game of Thrones yeah or Misfits yeah Simon from Misfits yeah yes. he, he, but, he, I think he I think he will do well as I think he got most of the lines in the yeah. trailer by the way I know Black Bolt's not going to have many lines but still yeah. it's kind of like he seems to be the main character in it rather than Black Bolt yeah he's the, he, well he's going to be he's the villain of the piece so it's going to be interesting but um, yeah yeah, yeah. There's not enough in that trailer to kind of make it. So there's not enough superheroics, no, no. Uh, as such. But yeah, I'll give it a go. Certainly not on IMAX cinemas, though. I'm not no. popping out 15 quid to see that at the cinema. No, definitely not. All right, next one up. 12 feet deep. Guy, you have issues with this film. <laughs> I was just on YouTube the other day, and it just popped up as a recommendation to watch, and I just clicked on it. I was like. What on earth is this? It's a bizarre, ridiculous concept about two girls get trapped in a swimming pool over a holiday weekend. That's, that's based on a true story, apparently, as well. Inspired by true events, which uh, means something happened in a swimming pool once. Yeah, someone <laughs> someone got stuck under, under a tarp for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Just that. laughs> yeah. 
Keith, what was your thoughts on this one? Oh, I, I, watching the trailer, it was just this year's gimmicky indie horror flick. Yeah. It was, you know, find some very easy, filmable in one location, claustrophobic uh, horror flick. It was, it was whatever, you know. It was, it was just there wasn't, a, there wasn't anything going on. It's not great. It's, it'll, it'll be, it'll be one of those kind of low level hits for, yeah. uh, for the, for the studio that'll, it, that'll live well on. It'll end up on sci-fi. It'll I end up in people's DVD collections. At best, it'll be on a trash film night kind of thing. Yeah. Um, just not appealing in any way, shape, or I mean, form. No. You have to get out, right? Well, I think, I mean, to be fair, even if you can't, you can see, you can see like down, you know, in, in some of the stills for this, for the film. That there's like those um, swim lane plastic yeah. things, so just grab all of them and bleep, yeah. wait until morning. Or wait in the shallow end of the pool, which is designed for little kiddies, so you can sit down usually. Yeah. <laughs> Surely there'd be like an air hole in it as well. So. Yeah. Well, they did show them poking through a little bit of a hole in the. So cover. basically, there's not much danger. Well, I think I think the, the whole premise is is these two girls are stuck under the uh the canopy and round the outside is some crazed um lunatic lunatic who looks after her and they've got some kind of vendetta against the people underneath the thing i hope it turns out to be a vendetta just like in the simpsons do you, do you know what though if you're in that situation you'd be well with the person you with did a uh, did a whiz in the pool and it turned blue and you're like oh great so we're stuck under here now i think if you're going to be stuck there for as long as these people are it's going to happen there's a poo floating around the pool for the whole weekend while you're in there I think I think it'll be end, you? it'll it'll be a minor hit with those kind yeah. of people who kind of like things. But in, in a year where you've got things like a ghost story and it comes in not at night instead coming from like a twenty four. Yeah, this is just it's your it's your kind of asylum yeah. type yeah. level movie. It doesn't doesn't look great. It's not selling itself particularly well. No. Uh, it's selling it on the on the actresses that are in it for some reason. Yeah. They're really you know massively uh, promoted in the thing. But I don't know who no, any of them are. Yeah, I was going to say I've never seen either of them in anything uh, before. But you don't see it. I think the art of a trailer has been lost. This doesn't really yeah. tell you anything. Switching back to a slightly better trailer, The Foreigner. This actually yeah. pulled me in quite a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm even this, even yeah. when you got past Piers Brosnan's <laughs> terrible, terrible, <laughs> terrible Irish accent. Is he, is he trying to be Jerry Adams? <laughs> well, well like yeah. There's, there is a there is a hint of the the look of the character and the yes. sound, but and oh the my goodness twin. me! My God, Piers yeah. Brosnan, that accent is awful. Yes, awful. Stop it! Stop it now, please. But great to see Jackie Chan back on yes. the screen. Yeah, you know? definitely. But. It's, I think he's suiting the character very well. From what's what plot you could get from the trailer, it's kind of yeah. like ex special ops guy retired, yeah, trying to live a decent life. I'm liking the look that it's it's not comedic. Yeah, it's looking like it's quite a serious yeah. piece, and and yeah. Jackie's kind of doing his kind of. Uh, I mean, I mean, there's looks, there's elements looks, of it that are kind of a little bit yeah, un, um, fair, taken and that like that's I'm a what bit I was of what's say, it. It's like, Chinese taken. Yeah, I was yeah. Say, it's kind of the way. To be fair, I've, I've noticed this for for a while because I, I I've watched seen sort of Jackie's late like more recent stuff. Yeah. I was getting sort of that Shinjuku incident sort of vibe and like the more yeah. serious like drama rather than yeah. And I think he's comedic sort of finally stuff. trying to leave the comedic roles behind him. Yeah. I mean that was very much late nineties, early two thousands thing, and he's trying to develop as an actor. I think, and I think he's trying to get into more serious roles so he doesn't have to rely on the action so much. I thought it looked rubbish. I, I thought it looked good. No. I'm cu- I'm curious about it. Yeah. Um the the whole Brosnan thing is gonna go against it. Yeah. Because that it just takes you out of it completely. Mm-hmm. But seeing Jackie doing those stunts around the, the around the UK, it looked looked pretty yeah. good. Whether it's it, nice whether it's one London on Yeah, one, whether it's one to go to the cinema to see. 
you know because I'm used to seeing Jackie Chan films on home video and stuff afterwards but we'll see Flatliners remake Ellen Page what do we think is it a remake is it a remake I, I, I'm under the impression or I've heard or I've read that it's not a remake it's actually a continuation of the original film and mm. that uh, Kiefer Sutherland is, is going to recreate uh, his character from the first film in this one because I didn't really get that from the film though it looked like pretty much well, from the from the trailer, it doesn't it doesn't yeah. look it doesn't look connected in any way, shape, or form no. to the to first film. But <sighs> I mean, it's a bit of a cult classic as well. And it's like, does it really need updating for a modern era? I don't think it does. And the whole spooky, spooky following. Well, I mean, the, the first one was the case of like it was those famous actors. It was the Kiefer Sutherlands. It was your uh, Julia Roberts. It was your um, yeah. I want to say Kevin Bacon. Yeah. But they were all kind of like quite prominent Big actors. actors. Yeah. Apart from Ellen Page, they all seem to be pretty much no names. Yeah, uh, and it doesn't, it's yeah, it's a little bit it's again suffering from the whole kind of like oh yeah, look what we can do with CGI. I was mm. quite shocked that Ellen Page signed up for this after Inception. I mean, it's like you wouldn't expect to try and get pigeonholed in that kind of spooky sci-fi going into mental that kind of thing. I think yeah, it's a bit of a close role to what you had in Inception by the look of it. Well, it's going from death to dreams to death, but it looks quite similar to how she played that role. Yeah, it's a tricky one to kind of analyse at the moment because I don't know enough about it as a film. I don't know enough about its positioning in in the flatliners yeah. kind of history. But there was, again, it was another trailer where I was like, okay, but I'm not. I'm not sold. I'm not like, my God, I'm going to go and see this. Yeah, I'm not sold. Sure, Dave, guy. Not familiar with the Flatliners series at all, so I've got absolutely no, no ideas, feel, feelings about this film whatsoever. I've reviewed the original one before. Yeah, the original is definitely worth a watch. To be fair, I'm not a sort of horror type fan anyway, so it's probably not my bag anyway. Yeah, this looked rubbish and it looked like Final Destination. <laughs> it does have that kind of vibe running through. Next one along, Jumanji 2, not Electric Boogaloo. It's Welcome to the Jungle, which is another Dwight. Yeah, Dwayne the Rock Johnson film anyway so there's a bit of a weird subtitle to have it when it's already got a film with Welcome yeah. to the Jungle as a title that's not what that's originally called is it it's called like the Smackdown or something like that yeah it wasn't yeah no, but the, it's Welcome the to the rundown. Jungle in Europe yeah, that's yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was the Rundown in the States and, and Welcome to the Jungle everywhere else yeah. I think but it was just a really odd subtitle but it looks fun it doesn't look Jumanji Keith yeah it doesn't it's not Jumanji as in the Robin Williams uh, no, it's film. not a board game for a start off it's a looks like an 80s 8 bit game it's a, yeah it's a video it's game a video cartridge that they they say but at least this this they made it look fun they made it yeah. look interesting yeah. that juxtaposition between their characters as they start out and who they become in the video game um it looked it, it looked exciting it looked fun it actually looked funny yeah uh, which yeah. was a thing I, I i was expecting it to be a car crash of a trailer yeah. but I actually came away from it and thinking eh, that was okay I, you know, it I, might, I might give that, a, yeah. give that a go Guy how was it acting with Dwayne The Rock Johnson and yeah. Karen Gillan it was great really got on really well um, yes. it was good to see you on the big screen again really I think um, <laughs> it's been a while since, since School of Rock I, I haven't been that, that impressed with your roles really Dave yeah, yeah I mean I, for me it's, it's one of those things I'm probably not going to go and see it at the cinemas I'll probably pick it up on DVD or something when it comes out it does look fun and I, I I like the rocking films anyway, so yeah, yeah, you know it's it's a win-win for me. Cool. 
Last one. Dave made a maze. Keith, you picked this one. How was it, Dave? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know when I found time to make this maze. It's all with all those Amazon Prime boxes. <laughs> it's like a giant. All right, Keith, explain the trailer. <laughs> the, the trailer. I, stu- I stumbled across this in Apple trailers when I was looking uh, through the other trailers, and it popped up. And I'd heard a few people mention this online, uh, and it it looks. Uh, Stunning because it's it feels a little bit like a Michael uh, Gondry film where basically Dave has made a maze. So it starts out in his front room. His wife uh, uh, or girlfriend comes in and there's the entrance to this maze yeah. in the front room. And he says it's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. Uh, and basically people enter in it. It's, it's all made of cardboard. People are... And you'll see in the trailer, people come to an untimely end. Yeah. But it's all done with like paper and card. And it looks so visually creative and inventive the story perhaps could be a little bit ropey but the visuals alone of a world entirely made of cardboard and paper just looked fantastic from what I got of it it looked like the cube which you've already seen that horror film but made in in cardboard. in cardboard but yeah just just the, the visuals were just I was absolutely captivated I like that kind of a lo-fi uh, filmmaking style that you get from people like Michael Gondry and this looked I, I if if it's if it gets to be a UK release and we get it kind of yeah. on main, like I want to go and see it. Yeah, it, it looks look like looks like fantastic. So thanks very much for joining us on the Geek Room Show here this week. Guy, where can we find you online? Yeah, Guy does no longer discovers music at WordPress.com. Oh, I really listened to music recently. You're running out of seven inches. I'll tell you, seven inches going around. <laughs> Let's hope Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, just find me. Keith. I'm, around. <laughs> I'm hoping Guy starts a new thing where it's a, a whole website of Guy st- steps in dog poo. <laughs> dot wordpress.com with oh. shots shots of his various shoes covered in various types of dog excrement. I mean, I'm just waiting for when you guys tread in crap now because I'm just gonna just rinse you for it. Well, I try not to, guy, because I look well, where I'm going. The shoe for it. Maybe <laughs> maybe a bag will fall out and of a tree and land on your head. <laughs> and, and equally, guy, if it happens to one of us, we're probably not gonna tell you. We're <laughs> <laughs> not gonna oh, no, announce it on it, social media. On you. <laughs> You'll be too busy trying to get a fidget spinner out your hair again. <laughs> Keith, where can we find you online? You can find me on Twitter at hardluck underscore hotel and on Instagram as just hardluck hotel <laughs> and on the web as hardluckhotel.co.uk. I am currently in the process of putting new content up there. Woo! It's old content, but it's new because it's the first time it's been on the website. So yeah, it's just some various photographs and a couple of videos and I may do some sketches. Cool. Dave? Yep, uh, Twitter, dwit3187. Uh, Facebook and Instagram, Aces and Armour. And for a change, I'm actually going to start updating my Facebook because I haven't updated. I don't think I've put anything on my Facebook page for about a year. Facebook started sending me passive aggressive messages now. Yeah. And notifications like, you haven't updated your profile in four weeks. Yeah. Like, yeah, and I'm not going to. Just talking to kind of sample of green, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yes, DWIT1, 3187, yep. most places. Yes. Right, George and Phil aren't here, so they don't get to share their social media this week. Because they're going to be cruel. Well, if you want to go and follow George, Car- uh, Caramel Latte, okay, she's just well, hit that the... Just <laughs> it. Hey, to, be, to be fair, she's just hit the 6,000 uh, likes mark on Facebook, so congratulations to George. Yeah. Yay, well done, George. Phil's off being verified somewhere. 
Ginger guy, blue tick, that'll do. Did the Lesko do VR yes. exhibition? Yes. Do you think he failed to tell them that he was terrified by VR? I don't think he showed them the video, no. I imagine <laughs> that this VR wasn't the kind of horrific type. I imagine this was the more kind of like journalist like friendly. Like, yeah. here's a virtual reality a recreation of Barcelona that you can have a tour around and we'll take you to an exhibition and you can do all these wonderful things. Rather than the kind of outright horror PlayStation type thing. Which have you bought Star Trek Bridge no, Commander yet? What? Star Trek Bridge Commander? Yeah, all you got to do is buy that game, then buy another three PlayStations, another three PlayStations VRs, invite us all around your house, and we can play it. Oh, okay. So it's, yeah. it's easy. So don't, don't spend any money on Sam Pal for about a week, and you'll have enough to spare. <laughs> to be fair, I've actually heard it's supposed to be really good. Yeah. Mm, Would know. you be Worf? You'd be Worf. No, he'd be Wesley Crusher. You'd be that. You'd be... No, he'd be Tasha Yar. <laughs> In season two. Yes. See, what's happening right now is you're having a big laugh at this joke. I don't get it. So it's washed over me. You're that little gimp from Deep Space Nine, Ryan. What's it? The bloody bold one. Little gimpy one. The three Star Trek fans in this room are completely mystified. So, has Guy even seen an episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine now? You want about Quark? Because if I'm Quark, you're wrong. I bet you, I bet you a million pounds. He's Morn. He's gonna, he's gonna show you a picture of Morn now. He's gonna go in this. Fat uh, warns David Matthew because he's what, always here what, but he never blew what is, his what is he typing into Google to find what it is that he's after? He's typing bold. Gimpy Gimpy. <laughs> DS9. <laughs> is that how Google works? You just type in a random phrase and it comes up with what yeah, you're looking for. Yeah, that one, it came up with it. Then you get that thing. Quark. Yeah. Yeah, you're wrong the, then if I'm Quark. The fact that that's yeah. how Google <laughs> identifies Quark, I don't know how <laughs> so, that's so, so, so bold Gimpy Star Trek Deep Nine. <laughs> that's shocking, guy. Right, Keith would be Odo. It got the design oh, God, no. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be Odo. He's horrible. <laughs> Who would you be then? Uh, I'd quite like to be uh, Chief O'Brien <laughs> really uh, he's kind of you know he used to be yes. kind of grumpy and a bit kind of you know likely to, to... here's in my favourite series of web cartoons which is Chief O'Brien's Day which uh, is just like yeah. really sad if anybody's seen that online it's just yeah. Chief O'Brien being really sad all the time I can understand why do you know what's um, better than Star Trek Star Wars catch me outside <laughs> do you want to replay that <laughs> Is that a pocket knife you've got in your pocket, Guy? <laughs> no, I'm just pleased to see you. You can find me online. I can find you in an abandoned house, hiding from the cops. Or um, not. <laughs> not in the abandoned house. Not yet. in the abandoned house the cops are after. In another one down the road. Yes. At Ryan Parish. At Bromley Gorman for the food. And you can find us all at Geek. You haven't even finished the last one before you open the next one? It was a promotional technique. <laughs> you can find us all online at Geeky Brummy on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And geekybrummy.com. Yes. If you really want to go and get a can, you've got 10 minutes before the actual start of the main show. <laughs> there's a, there's a reason I've picked this up. Now you've just ruined the suspension of disbelief that we're not doing this all in order. Well, he's got his my San Pellegrino. I've gone crazy. I've lost gone. Bye, everybody. Wait, he's got something to say. Today's episode was brought to you by San Pellegrino, the Italian tradition. Sparkling lemon beverage with 16% lemon juice. Bye. Bye. Please sponsor us. (laughs) 
They have a Facebook page. It's on the cat. Sibern! <laughs> Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. If you enjoy what we do, then please consider supporting us at patreon.com forward slash Brum Radio.